Hello and welcome to the Crew Fitness UK podcast channel hosted by myself, Hayley Chatterton, online personal trainer and weight loss specialist. This is a place where I can talk to you about health and well-being, mum life and how we can live our healthiest and happiest lives. This is a chance where I can debunk some myths, chat to guests online and get into the real nitty gritty subjects that some personal trainers do not wish to discuss. So sit back, relax, or enjoy getting your 10,000 steps in. Hello, 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 and welcome back. I hope you're all well. It's been a couple of weeks, hasn't it, since I've done a podcast, but to be honest, life has been a little bit busy, shall we say. I've had um, quite a lot more uh, new team members join, which is exciting, and there's a lot of exciting plans, and I'm excited to announce that Crew Fitness UK is now a limited company owned by myself and my husband. So very exciting times ahead. So my apologies that I haven't been, um, what's that they call it, MIA. <laughs> um, I apologize that I haven't been around much, but it's purely down to just busy life. Then we've had Easter and goodness me, it's just been one thing after another. We're able to start seeing family and friends outside. Yippee! And now tomorrow, the gym's open. Now, obviously, yeah, not everyone is going back to the gym. I am personally, because being a mum, it's quite nice to get, what, an hour to myself a day. And having that sort of... Uh, organization shall we say back in our lives so yeah lots and lots going on at the moment so this is why i wanted to do this podcast which is just called just stop so this is because i'm well we see it all the time on social media especially and friends talking or loved ones talking about weight loss and how they've achieved weight loss and ways around it and I'm going to debunk some fads and myths and just make it weight loss a lot more simplified. It doesn't need to be complicated. The problem is with society is for something that needs to be so simple, it's always overcomplicated and it really doesn't need to be. So this has gone from like fad diets to taking pills to having incredibly restrictive diets from like um, you know, under eating to probably not eating it at all or doing things from um, fasting but to serious extremes or cutting out major food groups. So I'm going to go over all of it and then kind of teach you how to have a, a sensible deficit and give you the basics of understanding it. Okay, so firstly, let's just dive straight in. Fad diets. So that's things like juicing, shake diets, um, keto, uh, Atkins, you name it. I'm sure there's plenty more. Is it the Cambridge diet? All very restrictive diets where you have a meal, probably one or two meal replacements a day. I'm sorry, but firstly, let's just go back to when it's like a meal replacement, such as a shake, which quite a few brands do. I'm sorry, you're going to replace an entire meal with liquid and feel hungry 
and feel basically absolute shite for a long period of time. Fad diets are incredibly over-restrictive, they're unsustainable, and you're likely to lead to binge eating and have a very poor relationship food in the long run. You need to understand that when, when we were, well, from our ancestors, we came into this world eating. We didn't come into the world just drinking our meals. You know, that, that's what our infants do. Yes, they have breast milk or formula milk, but you don't see a toddler doing that. You, we're mammals at the end of the day. Do you see a cat having a shake diet? No, I don't. Do you see a dog having a shake diet? No. What about a bear? No. So why would we do that? Why would we replace ourselves with something so restrictive and quite depressing, might I add? Why would you do that? I guarantee when people, yes, when they finish a shake diet from all these many, many large brands, I can guarantee, yes, they will lose a significant amount of weight fast. And I'll go into that a bit more in a minute. But I can guarantee that there will be binge eating afterwards and they will go back to square one and have a bad relationship with food, not understand portion sizes properly and likely gain a significant amount of fat back. Okay, not cool, not okay. The other thing is when people say go on these incredibly restrictive diets, for those okay who are morbidly obese and have been told by a medical professional that they are to be very restrictive, okay, fine, but just be mindful that when you are restricted for a long time, you start to affect things like your lean tissue, which can then affect, affect things like your bone mass and bone health, can affect your immune system. It's just not practical in the long run. So just remember that, please, don't replace your lunch with a bloody shake. Have, have a source of protein with some veggies and you're on to a winner. Anyway, next thing, pills. <laughs> Come on, completely unnecessary and an absolute waste of money. I mean, it goes into the same sort of category as you see those bloody skinny teas and all that kind of stuff. I call them shit teas because they literally, all they do is have a laxative effect to you. And I will admit, I'll hold my hands up. Before I was a personal trainer and I'd had the training, I used to think, oh, skinny teas being Christmas time. Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that for a while. And um, I remember when I, <laughs> I, that was when I was cabin crew and I took it away with me and I had a Singapore Sydney and I then decided to drink alcohol. Bad move. Very bad move. Didn't leave that bathroom. Mm-mm-mm. Don't do it, okay? They are a complete waste of money. When you see all these fat burner pills and these remedies and teas, absolute con, absolute waste of money. All they're going to be is a laxative. Um, that's not okay. If, if your cat needed to lose weight or your dog, what would you do? Would you go and give it the shits for like six weeks? No, you wouldn't. You just put it on a slightly smaller, they give it smaller portions of dinners and stuff, wouldn't you? So why would you do it to yourself? Doesn't make sense. Then there are other people who do an incredibly big calorie deficit. Now, don't get me wrong. 
there are times where you, there are um, medical professionals that have to take control of people who are incredibly overweight to a dangerous level that is affecting like you know their cardiovascular health that that they are in a bad way and you know um, mortality is likely so they do go on quite if anything a very restrictive diet to achieve it quickly to bring things like cholesterol down and to bring blood pressure down as well as then bring fat loss um, in so there is that but Anyway, incredibly restrictive diets. So, for example, I saw a gentleman um, not long ago who I would say he was about six foot two and he was only eating about 15 or 1600 calories a day. That's very low for a man. And to be honest, I know how much he works out. He works out about five to six days a week. He was overweight, but I wouldn't say to a point where I was like, this is you need serious deficit like by a medical professional, he was not in the worst of shapes, but he's put himself in an incredibly restrictive diet. He then didn't think about things like having a protein target and that. So yes, he did achieve, you know, losing a stone in a month. Well done to him, but that's incredibly restrictive. And again, I can guarantee when he gets to his goal weight, he will have a bad relationship with food because he has no idea what is a sensible um, food portion for himself you know I've had loved ones go through the same where they've eaten like men who have eaten 14 1500 calories a day and they're about six foot tall as well not okay I've had women who are on about 1100 calories a day and they are about five foot six five foot seven again not okay not fueling your body correctly for women, you can start doing things like affecting your fertility because you're putting your body under stress. When your body's under stress, it's likely to then not produce as much estrogen or estrogen, as depends what country you're listening to this from. Um, when that happens and you have less estrogen, yes, that also means that you are, li- you are then likely to have your um, monthly cycle affected, your fertility affected, but also estrogen is there for bone health for women and muscle health. If that's reduced, then, and that to me is, um, if a woman doesn't have her period and she's on a diet, that is alarm bells to me. And if I have a client who ever goes through that, we reassess and we look at her diet This is why with my weekly check-ins, I check over everything in terms of how much they've been eating and taking care of themselves. I tell them um, to document everything to do with their monthly cycle. They tell me every week where they are in their cycle. So I know that I'm not putting them in any way or any form of an over-restrictive diet, which so far it hasn't happened. Everyone's been in a good place because I don't give them an over-restrictive diet. I give them a sensible amount. Anyway, so the thing is, when you over-restrict and you don't fuel your body correctly, like I say, you're not fueling your lean tissue correctly, you're likely to become fatigued. You're then, you've got a high potential of injury because you're, like I say, because you're becoming fatigued, you're not concentrating on your workouts properly and you're likely to make mistakes or hurt yourself. Um, The other thing is, is, with rest, recovery and restore, if we are obviously in a deficit, but still fueling our body, our muscles will restore better. So that's why you have a protein target, which I'll talk about later. 
and also you recover better, you're likely to come back to your next form of exercise, feeling good, feeling ready, feeling energized, and like I say, less likely to hurt yourself. Also, if you're on an incredibly restricted diet, so whether that's in a severe deficit or you're doing these fad diets, I can guarantee your training will be nowhere near as good because like I say, it's the whole fatigue and everything like that, you're not fueling very well. So that's the other thing. Another part I want to talk about, sorry, I didn't mean to shout there, <laughs> is cutting out food groups. This is one thing that drives me effing insane. Please stop shaming food groups. It's not okay, all right? For example, the amount of times I hear people name and shame carbohydrates. Carbs are so important, for God's sake. We need it, obviously, to fuel our body. It's full of, it's the fastest way for us to get energy, especially during a workout. It fuels our brain. It keeps our brain functioning. You know, if, if that's affected, this is why sometimes when people go into, say, like a keto diet, they have what's called a brain fog for a little while because simplest terms with keto is when you've replaced and you've taken out carbohydrates and then you're making fat as your primary fuel source eventually your body starts to produce ketones so if anyone tries to sell you ketones tell them to piss off because it is a load of shit your body would produce it when you're in ketosis and that takes i think about if i'm so called correct three or five days, it starts to happen. And then within two weeks, I think you're in ketosis. Correct me if I'm wrong there. Nutritionists will know better than me. But anyway, that in itself is a diet that suits some people. And for those with epilepsy, it has been proved to be in a keto diet. It does work for them. But in general, for, a gen for, for, the, for the regular person in the world, a keto diet is not necessary, okay? Some people, yes, prefer to have a high-fat, high-protein diet. That's absolutely fine. But I do still say, do try and have some carbohydrates in your diet. You know, carbs are very good for you. You know, it's, it's in fruit and vegetables, for example. You know, it's a great source of fiber. Fiber is needed for our um, cardiovascular health as well as our um, helping with our digestive system. It's, you know, we need to keep things moving, if you know what I mean. You don't want to be full up of shit, shall we say. So the other thing is, is then people freak out on having lots of protein. People get scared of having too much protein. And then people have said, oh, protein shakes can make you fat. Where the, where the hell did that come from? Like, seriously, come on. Protein is the building blocks of your body. Okay. It's in your skin, your bones, your muscles, it's in your hair, everything, okay? It's what makes us. So we have to keep, like with, obviously like we need to replace the proteins over time when it's been used, say like after exercise. And also, what was the other thing? People then think of, oh, I need to take collagen supplements and, um, or put collagen on my face to help me with wrinkles. Guarantee if you have a high protein diet, you don't need that shit, okay? Collagen comes from protein. So I will tell you in a moment how much protein is a 
you know, it, you should be aiming to have, well, actually I'll tell you now. Okay, so with when you say like wanting to lose weight, okay, you should be aiming with to have a protein target of, you might want to write this down, 1.6 to 2.2 grams of protein per kilogram of your weight. So that's 1.6 to 2.2 grams of protein per kilo of your weight. For, so for example, I am 61 kilos. So for me, immediately I know I need to have about between 120 and 130 grams of protein a day for me when I'm in a deficit. And to be honest, I normally overachieve that because I just there's a lot of food sources that I love that are high in protein. Anyway, so going back to when people think, oh my God, a protein shake is going to make you fat. No, if it's within your calories, it's absolutely fine. Personally, I don't particularly like having protein shakes often because I'd rather eat my calories and drink it. But I have plenty of clients that are you know, struggling to hit their protein content because they're more, they just, they're, they absolutely love their carbohydrates or they just, I don't know, they're, they're on a, like a, um, a vegan diet, but there's particular foods that they don't like when a vegan that are high in protein. So they find that like a protein shake can be really, really helpful in order for them just to boost that protein up a little bit more. So it is good for that, but it's not going to make you fat. Okay. Load of crap. If you had loads of it, yeah, and you went over your calories of how much you burn, um, how much you would burn compared to how much you've had, then yes, you would get fat. Thing about it is that the, if you burn the same amount as you eat, you should stay theoretically the same weight. Fat, you know, like aesthetic wise or, you know, body fat percentage wise. If you are obviously burning more, then you're eating, that puts you in a deficit. That's why it's called a calorie deficit. If you're eating more than what you are burning, you're in a calorie surplus and you know weight gain is likely, but yes. And this is why obviously people then you know, freak out and starts, when it comes to like dieting, they think, oh my God, I need to cut out um, all sugar i need to cut out all processed food now don't get me wrong a lot of processed foods is not great for you you know trans fats um refined carbohydrates it needs to be had in moderation to just not so much you know you need to replace it with good sources of protein you know five to seven portions of fruit and veg a day but i'm a i'm a realist here i flipping love chocolate and every now and then i'm gonna have a bloody burger or pizza okay but I just know not to have it all the time. It's just like a one-off treat every now and then. For me, I make sure in my calories every day, I can have a bit of chocolate. As long as I've hit my protein, I've had a certain amount of fruit and veg, I'm happy, I'm gonna have that chocolate bar. Done, happy days. Um, so yeah. Now the other thing is with going back to food group shaming is then people freak out over fats, okay? So don't always be afraid of fats, okay? We need it for our organs. We need it for insulation of our bodies. And there is a thing called, as people name them as, good fats. Notice I put that in, I'm actually putting that in speech marks, okay? So fats are broken up into, um, you know, what was it? Unsaturated, saturated, polyunsaturated, polyunsaturated, if I can get it right, and... Um, and trans fats. Trans fats are the ones that we need to have little, little and not so often, okay? 
that is things like your takeaways and your junk food and things like that. So you have to really, really think about that. Um, but there, you know, like I say, the good fats. So that's things like having fish, avocado, nuts, eggs, amazing for you. You just need to know that it's about portion control with those. So if you do like fish, you know, two portions of oily fish a week is highly recommended and it's an excellent source of things like vitamin A for you, um, as well as omega-3, which also helps with things like those who may be struggling with, um, you know, joint pain and stuff. So this is why I also recommend to people take an oily fish supplement if you don't eat a lot, a lot of oily fish. Um, it's really good for those who, like for myself, I get quite a lot of knee pain, so I do take fish oil tablets and it does make a difference. Um, so yeah, don't ever be afraid to have those treats every now and then. So if you want a Krispy Kreme donut or you want to have a McDonald's, that's fine. Like I say though, just not too often. Just be realistic with yourself and think of alternatives that you can have that can also help with those cravings. Now, the last thing I'll talk about is how to give yourself a sensible deficit to, you know, encourage fat loss, but also maintain a healthy physique, help you maintain muscle mass um, and not feel over restricted. So. Again, you might want to write this down. So I say in the simplest way, the most basic way to work out a sensible deficit for yourself. I mean, obviously, when I do it with clients, I do it a little bit more complicated than that. But anyway, so you take your body weight in kilograms. OK, so say for me, I'm 61 kilos times it by 30. OK, well, I'll go with that out quickly in my head. Uh, 100. <laughs> 183 there we go 183 minus 250 okay so that for me leaves me with about 1600 okay so your body weight in kilos times by 30 minus I give them a deficit of like sort of moderate-ish calories for like five days per week. And then I'd have two days per week where they normally have a little bit higher. Okay, so that can help things with like hunger hormones especially because they can be really hard to deal with when you're in a deficit and especially if you work in long shifts and things like that. So like, for example, obviously I've got cabin crew who do night shift. I shifts I have nurses police um, I have someone in the navy you know they all work long hours so I have to be realistic there's some days like for example go back to cabin crew if they are having a 30 hour day where it's a long long day of flying I say have your higher calorie day that day because it makes your life a bit easier and you know you don't feel so starved and so lethargic so yeah body weight in kilos times by 30 minus 250 now with that, like I said earlier, protein target should be 1.6 to 2.2 grams per kilo. This will maintain your muscle mass, give you that nice lean shape that you want to have, and it will look after your lean tissue in your body and should make you feel a lot healthier and should help your immune system more than anything, okay? So I hope that's kind of given you an insight into the real basics 
of fat loss. It doesn't need to be complicated. You know, it can be so simple and it doesn't have to be restricted. You can still enjoy those nice things. You've just got to be balanced, organized, and just realistic with yourself. If there are times where you do have, say, like a birthday coming up or, I don't know, a wedding. Well, weddings are going to happen soon before we know it. Whoop, whoop. Um, anything, just a big, big event. So, for example, Easter has just been. If you're having that day where you have a big meal, like Christmas Day is a great example. You have a massive Christmas dinner, don't you? You have all the desserts. You have all the wine. You have a great day. Then you enjoy, you enjoy the, those few days of Christmas. Then you get back on it. And you get yourself back into a sensible amount, maybe a deficit after, say, like Christmas or Easter, because you would have gained a bit. But I guarantee a lot of it will come out through the digestive system anyway. But you'd be realistic. You'd be balanced. So you kind of go, right, all right, I've been a bit indulgent on this holiday. I now need to have a couple of weeks where I just bring it back a little bit. Now, when I say this, I also say to clients, don't make it restrictive for yourself. So say like Easter's just been, I've told people, don't do more than 100, yeah, 100 calories less than what I normally set for you per day because then you become too restricted again and it's too high, too much of a deficit. So please remember that, okay? So be balanced, enjoy the process. There will be times where it slows down and speeds up. That's, that's all part of the process. You know, I go through weeks where my weight does not change for like weeks, but that's okay. I look at my aesthetics and I look at how much I've changed that way. So it does make a difference. So hope that's helped. I hope it's given you a bit more of a simple understanding of fat loss journeys. And if you ever have any questions, please do not hesitate to either contact me on my Instagram, which is Crew Fitness UK, or you can send me an email at chattertonhaley at gmail.com. Thank you and uh, take it easy. Bye-bye.